Hello and welcome to the Taylor Remy Podcast. I am your host, Eric Taylor. And today we're going to be talking to a person who is an emerging film director who has worked as an assistant director professionally on many short films and features. Give it up for Ace. Ace, it is amazing to have you on the Taylor Remy Pod- ah, on the Taylor Remy Podcast. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime, anytime. It's my pleasure. So, like, you know, tell me a bit about yourself. You know, I literally just mentioned some of, like, you know, what you do. Mm-hmm, for sure. So my name is Ace, and I've been working as an assistant director for about one year professionally now. And before that, I was working on student sets. So working in the industry since I'm 16, and I'm 21 right now. So it's been about five years. And my end goal is to become a film director. So this year, I also started uh, shooting some short films and getting more and more into directing. Mm. All right. So like, you know, tell me how like, you know, uh, tell me like how you got into directing in the first place. Like, you know, I just want to like, know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it all begins with a film. Actually, when I was seven, I watched Corpse Bride uh, by Tim Burton. It's actually an animation film. It's one of my favorite films still. And I don't know what clicked because I personally don't want to make animation films. I want to make uh, narrative dramas. But I watched it and I was so immersed in that film and it took me to a different place it completely got me out of like my own life and brought me to a different place of fantasy and I love that feeling so much and I was like I want to be able to provide this for someone and I want to be a film director Mm, that's very that's actually very interesting and you this started when you were seven years old too yes very early so back then my parents were like oh it's just a phase it really Mm-hmm. They, they said it was just a phase i mean like you know i mean it's a wait they called like you know something that you want to do a phase though yeah i know it's kind of um i feel like it's kind of the universal artist experience though uh when you first get into it like whether you want to be a painter or a dancer or whatever like i feel like people around you are just like oh it's just a phase like you will choose a actual job when you grow up i mean but this is an actual job though like you know so <laughs> i don't i don't really get it it is. And thank you so much for saying that. It makes me feel so validated because now I actually like my like I make my full time living off of working on film sets. And a lot of people do, actually. It's a big industry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I could see a lot of people like, you know, like really like, you know, getting into this industry. So like, you know, tell you know, would you ever make a documentary for someone? Documentary for sure. Uh, it's not on my top priority list because I feel like documentary is more of an editor medium. So that's where the editor really gets to shine. I feel like for directors is mainly like narrative dramas. Hmm. All right. Got you. Got you. So like, you know, um, tell uh, like you said you want to talk about the film industry. So like, you know, I, I would personally like to know, like, you know, uh, about the film industry and how to like, you know, get started and uh, yeah. And how to find like, you know, connections too, like, you know, for like, you know, anyone who like, you know, wants to like, you know, find all that stuff in the film industry and just the film industry in general. So like, you know, tell me a bit about that. For sure. Actually, I feel like that's one of the reasons why it gets such a bad reputation of like oh it's just a phase or like people don't believe because it's kind of like saturated it's kind of gate (laughs) kept and people don't really know how to get started so it kind of feels like if you don't know anyone in Hollywood like your uncle is not from Hollywood then there's no way you can get into it but that's completely false Um, production assistant is like the beginner level position and anyone can become a production assistant What they do is basically, um, they do all the dirty work. Uh, We really appreciate our production assistants. They make the set go around. So like on a film set, there's a lot of trash. On a film set, there's a lot of um, errands to be run. Sometimes the actor forgot their clothes, whatever. Somebody needs to drive. 
get new clothes, stuff like that. So this is what a production assistant does. And if you want to get started as that, you can join like Facebook groups and look for whoever is looking for a production assistant. You can get started uh, with a low paid job or you can even just like start volunteering. That's what I did. I just volunteered until I built myself a portfolio and I met some people. And then from there on, I grew some skills and I was able to actually start charging. Hmm. All right. Well, that's great to hear that you like, you know, found some valuable skills, like, you know, in what you were doing, what you were doing. And you, and you like, you know, do you found all of this like as a, uh, as an assistant director? Or- yeah. So for me, I was lucky enough to have met people from film school and I owe all of that to actually Instagram because I started following like film schools around my area. So I live in Toronto. So I started following all those film schools and I started following people that are following those. So I was introduced to so many people that go to film school and they had smaller sets. So I was able to connect with some people, DM back and forth. And I was like, hey, like I'm a beginner, but I would really like to uh, assist and direct. And I was able to get myself on sets like that. So I didn't have to do any like production assistant work. Oh, okay, cool. So like, you know, you pretty much found your connections from like, just like following multiple film schools and like the people who followed those film schools, like, you know, if yeah. I'm getting that right. Yes, correct. And I feel like uh, there's a lot of way that you can do like you can join some Facebook groups. So we have one that is like, I need a producer fixer. So if you go there, you can see a lot of different ads. Uh, but I feel like for the beginning, the best, your best bet is like film school students if you're not going to film school. Okay, got you, got you. So like, you know, um, what are the positives and negatives you've um, faced like, you know, uh, in the film industry? Some of the, I'll start with negatives. Some of the negatives I face is like very long hours. I feel like everybody knows that, but especially if you're not unionized and you're still working on like indie stuff. Um, you don't really have a say and like stuff goes into overtime and like overtime is not paid because we're we're getting a day rate most of the time, which can be um, kind of very tiring. Uh, but honestly, other than that, I don't think there is any negative. Negative as a woman, I would say sometimes, of course, men step on you and like they assume you don't know anything. Are it's they, very. Are, are they older men? Yeah, older white men. Uh, okay, yeah, no, I, I, fi- I figured. <laughs> That's the demographic. Yeah, I, I, I figured, I figured. You know, it's like you know, because it's like I don't think it, I don't really think anyone in this day in this day and age who's younger would like really do that. To be honest. Yeah, I feel like the younger generation. I really appreciate it. Like, if you don't know something, and uh, you were to ask some guys, like, oh, I don't know how this works or something, they're very helpful and they will like guide you through it and they will teach you. Um, But when I was getting started, uh, like, I had a lot of those white old guys demographic telling me, like, this is not a industry for a woman. Uh, Yeah, no, no, that's, yeah, no, that's, that's definitely not, like, no, the best thing. That's definitely not the best thing in the world to, like, have it. Like, you know, how old were these guys, like, in their 60s? They're, like, 50s, 60s. Oh, okay, okay, got, got you, got you. Um, And uh, do you face, do you still, like, kind of face that now? Um, not really. And if I feel like that kind of comment is coming, I just cut contact and I'm like, okay, I- I'm going to go over there and not talk to you anymore. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got, okay. Got you. And like, they were just all, they were just white too. That, that's crazy. Like, yeah. What? Okay. Wow. Wow. Okay. Got you. Got you. Um, Hmm. Like okay, I assume, I assume you travel a lot too. Like, you know, since you're an emerging film director and like an assistant director too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I travel a lot. I mean, 
I don't really travel that much, but uh, I feel like it has picked up because before it was kind of like the pandemic mode. So it was so hard to like, even if you book a job in like Montreal or Vancouver or whatever, it's like the pandemic procedure itself is so tiring that I would rather not do that. Uh, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Like, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do that either. Like how did the pandemic like, you know, affect you? Like, you know, in, like in your like, you know, what you do in general, how did it affect you in like a positive or negative way? In general, like film school students were really like, uh, they, for them, it was a really negative experience because like film is a very like on hand medium. So it's very practical learning. So they weren't able to do that. For me, I never went to film school. So it didn't really affect me. And I would say the timing wise, it worked because I was just starting to get onto like more professional sets while the pandemic was dying down. So it worked really well for me. But like, of course, having to do now, there's like a lot of procedures. We have a new role that is called a COVID um, compliance officer. Like that's a new role. The COVID person like does all the tests. We have to test often. I was just on a feature last week and we had a positive case but we still keep shooting. So we have to be very careful. Mm, got, got you, got you. And, um, and yeah, like I really forgot what, the, what my other question was going to be. Um, oh yeah, right. I was going to say like, you know, uh, yeah, I, I'm not going to, oh yeah, I was going to say this. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was in high school and like the pandemic was like, you know, a full force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, yeah, also like, you know, I was going to ask you like, you know, if, if you could travel like anywhere in the world, like, you know, that you haven't been to before, um, mm-hmm. where would you go and why? Oh, there's so many that I want to go to. I, I've been to Guatemala, but I definitely want to go to more South American countries because I think they're very pretty. And I think there's a lot of culture there. I would really actually love to like do some documentaries over there. I also haven't been to Asia as a continent yet. I really want to go to Asia. Mm, yeah, Asia does sound beautiful. Like, you know, I've heard like, you know, many good, great things about it. Like, you know, I'd like to go to Asia too. It's I'd beautiful. Also like, yeah, I don't. I also like to go to Tokyo, Japan. You know, it's like you know, it's an. It seems like an amazing place to go to. It is amazing, and also like arts wise, I just like I was never really um, like Asia wasn't my top country that I wanted to visit. But I feel like in the last three to four years, like Korean film industry really picked up. They're doing incredible films, and I re- would really like to go and see uh, a set over there. Hmm. That and that's fair. That's fair. But um, yeah. Like you know, my other qu- my next question is like you know, I know you said like you know uh that like you know you've been like wanting to do this ever since you were seven. But it's like uh my next question is to you, was there a point in your life where you saw yourself doing something else other than this? Like you know, as a kid, or like you know, or is there like one point where you kind of contradicted like you know doing this like as a teenager? And- I think. Uh, sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought I cut you off. So basically, I think when I was around 13, I brought it back up to my parents and I was like, hey, like, I, it's really not a face. Like, I, I really want to do this. But around that time, like, uh, I feel like things are getting more serious. So they were pushing me more in an academic direction. Because I was good at school, too. So they were like, uh, no, you're not going to give up your entire life for this. Uh, so I feel like around that time is when I was like, okay, maybe you know, maybe I got to actually think about what job I want to have, because it's also hard when there's no one that kind of no one to guide you around the industry. 
And at that age, I feel like I was more influenceable. So I was thinking, oh, maybe, okay, maybe this is just a dream. Hmm. Yeah, like, so, like, you know, you're, you're so, like, pretty much, like, you know, when you brought it up when you were 13, your parents, like, you know, still thought it was a phase or something? Is that, is that what you're saying? I think at that point they got it's not a phase, but they were like, okay, this is something you really want, but, like, it's not going to happen. That's not, that's not, that's the way you said it. That's a, that just sounds messed up, not going to lie to you. It is, but I'm very comfortable talking about it because I think a lot of parents, like, of kids who are more leaning towards arts, this is like the mainstream reaction of a lot of parents. So I think it's now one of my missions to like talk about it so that other people that are going through the same thing who are younger than me kind of um, don't feel alone and they can also like fight for their own dreams. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that's true. That's true. And it's like, you know, at one point, like, you know, I, I, I was I was suppressing I was still thinking about like you know some of the things I wanted to do in life but it's like mm-hmm. I was also suppressing because it's like I was just thinking okay maybe I need to get this get this and that or like you know at least a decent job so I can like you know just live so I can just like get by in life but um yeah the dreams are still in the back of my head it's just like you know I was somewhat suppressing it like you know when I was young when I was younger because mm-hmm. it's like yeah it's like I was told that I had to go to school and do this and that and it's like to just to get a good education and do this and that um still thinking about getting that education like you know i just gotta find a way to like you know not to like you know go there without like you know being in debt you know what I'm, you know what i'm saying yeah i completely agree like society wise like we push kids to school but that maybe that's not the best option for some kids or like you don't all have to go at the same time that too so i completely fully support you yeah like thanks i appreciate yeah i appreciate that um yeah was it yeah, like, so, like, you know, my uh, my next question is, like, you know, if you, like, you know, will, would you ever, like, you know, do anything else outside of, like, you know, film directing and all, the, and, like, you know, would you ever expand outside of film directing, like, you know, if you could? Um, I don't know if this counts as expanding, but I also really like music videos, music videos that have storylines, and I love um, advertisements that are kind of more on the high end. So to give an example, like Bulgari just had a commercial air during TIFF um, and it was with uh, Anne Hathaway and Zendaya. And like the production of that is so beautiful. Like it, it literally looks like a film. Wait, so I you, would love to try that. Wait, you said, wait, you said you like, you know, you saw something with Zendaya or like when you were on set with Zendaya? <laughs> I'm sorry, no, I'm no, sorry. no. This is a commercial that aired during TIFF. Oh, okay. I was invited to TIFF, so I was just watching the films, and it's like a commercial and it aired there, and it was beautiful. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, that it's kind, it kind of counts, but like you know, it's so it's like you know, it kind of counts, but it's like still the same, same thing. But it's like I can kind, of, but it's like you know, at least like you know, you're trying to expand it. Like, it's kind of expanding, but like you know, it's kind of still in the same place. You, you get what I'm trying to say? That's true. I mean, the other thing that I grew up doing is dancing. So I grew up as a dancer on the side, um, but I kind of like gave that up when I was around 17 to focus more on film because I talked to many people about it. And like a lot of my mentors were saying like, yeah, you can do both. But if you do both, you kind of have to split your time between both. So like you would never be become a mastermind like filmmaker yeah like you know you 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 um there's a point where it's like you know you need to choose like you know what you need to do like what you need to put your focus on like you know what you think is like you know important that would assure your future and assure your financial stability and uh yeah i think filmmaking like could do that i mean yeah you could have like you know really 
went hard on dancing, but it's like I think filmmaking was really your your calling from it's, you were seven. You were seven. It was your calling <laughs> since you were seven. So it's like, yeah, I can I can see why you chose filmmaking. Thank you. That's very validating to hear. Anytime. Anytime, anytime. So, like, you know, I, I also want to ask you just a general question. Uh, what do you what do you think about the the state of the internet right now? State of the internet. Um, I think the internet could be a very good place. So, like, I'm definitely not one of those that think like, oh, we use too much internet. I hate it <laughs> because I literally started my career off of the internet. Like, I didn't go to film school. I didn't have these means to meet people. We were during the pandemic, but. Through, through the internet, I was able to use it on a good way and use it to my advantage. But of course, it can also be a very dark place. I just feel like um, that's the case with everything. Like coffee can be a very bad thing for you if you drink too much, but it can also be an amazing thing if you are drinking the right amount. Hmm. That's a, all right. That's a good point. All right. That's a good point. I mean, like, you know, it can definitely be a dark place, like, you know, like, or, or, or it can also be like, you know, a light, a lighter place i don't know it's like for me the internet is like okay the internet is amazing but it's like i don't know it's just the pe- it's just the people on there that are that i you know that are like you know out of control either out of control or just like i don't know just too sucked into the internet that they don't see the real world you know what i'm trying to say for sure that's why like i think it's good to kind of limit yourself and not be online all the time but like just be online check your messages stay in touch with the people meet new people that are like um, that can bring something to your career, to your. But other than that, like, don't waste too much time. Like, people who have fights on Twitter, and I don't have Twitter, and like, people were telling me it would be good for you to like post your films, whatever. But like, I just, I genuinely can't do Twitter because I feel like it's just so many people fighting. Uh, yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, no, that's true. Like, I, I'm not gonna lie, I haven't really ran into that many fights on Twitter. I mean, I've probably got. I probably, like, when I was younger, got into some fights on Twitter. But then, like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like, I, I, I looked at them again. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. I, then I just, like, just delete. Delete it, like, you know, like, the tweet. Delete the tweets. They're nothing, they nothing, nothing offensive. I'm just saying, like, you know, that I just think the fight is stupid. I just thought the fight was stupid. Simple as that. You know? Yeah, because I feel like some people, like, you don't even have to tweet something, like, controversial. You can tweet, I'm enjoying my morning coffee. And some people will start a fight off of that. No, nah, I mean, I don't think people are, I don't think people are that stupid, but you know, it's like, uh, I, don't... <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I mean, when I say fights, I mean, like, you know, just arguing with someone like in the, in like, you know, Twitter comments or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. Know. Comments. Yeah. That's what yeah, I mean. That's what I meant. Like, you know, if I tweet something and it's like, I don't, I don't have a fight. I've had Twitter since like 2016. I've actually downloaded it before Instagram. Damn. Yeah. Because it's like, I don't know. It's like. I at first I downloaded it to like you know follow my favorite YouTubers, but it's like ever since then I've unfollowed. Them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't want I don't watch them anymore. I only subscribe to them. It's like I don't you know I only YouTube is kind of dead, I guess. What happened? YouTube is kind of dead. I mean, yeah, YouTube is kind of and like you know because it's like I don't know. There's YouTube. There's really nothing of substance. Like, you know, that I can, like, get from it. I mean, like, yeah, like, you know, I watch it from mindless stuff. Like, you know, stuff that, like, and I can laugh at. But it's like, that that's about it. Like, there's really nothing genuine on there. I, I will contradict you on that. I feel like there is, though. You just have to find it. And it's a very distracting place. Because, of course, we would rather watch, like, entertaining stuff. 
But for me, like when I was like 16, 17, I feel like a lot of the knowledge I was just watching, like I started watching video essays on films. Those were very interesting. And then I started watching some like lighting information, how to light a scene, like how to edit, stuff like that. They're very helpful. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, there's some, I mean, there's some value on YouTube, but it's like, I don't know. It's either, either, it either doesn't have, like, I'll be honest. Every time when I try to find, like, for every time when I try to find a tutorial to watch and like how to do something, it's a 20 minute, it's a 20 minute video of someone talking. Like, it's not, it's not even, I'm like, okay, bro. Like, I just need this quickly. I need a five minute video, 10 minute video. I don't, I don't even care if it's 15. Like, actually, no, I would care if it's 15 minutes. Cause like, bro, like you, sh- if you're teaching me how to do something, it should not take you this long to tell me how to do it. That's pretty so much. true, actually. Yeah. Like pretty much like, you know, there's really nothing of, there's really nothing of like, you know, there isn't really much of substance. I'll be honest. I think those people on those videos genuinely want to hear themselves talk. I mean, like, or I don't know, they're just doing it for the ad revenue. Like, bro, it's like, I'm not going to watch your 20 minute video on how to like, um, on how to build, on how to build wealth. Actually, no, 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 no. Actually, no, no, no. If you get to the point and if it's 20 minutes, I'll watch it. Like, you know, but it's like, you know, they just ramble on. Like, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to watch the 20 minute video. As long as you get to the point is what I'm trying to say as quickly as possible from the beginning and not just say all this nonsense, like, you know, um, sp- like, you know, uh, uh, what am, what am I looking for? Okay. Like quick tips. Quick, yeah. Quick tips, quick, quick tips. Like, you know, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, as long as you don't, um, like, you know, waste like five, 10 minutes of the video, just like talking and saying like, you know, this is going to be amazing. You're going to, this could be helpful. Yada, yada, yada. Like get to the point. <laughs> that's why I always scroll. Yeah, like pretty much, like get to the point. Like I, I see myself like literally skipping, at skipping that part. And I'm like, okay, hit, okay, get to the point. Like you know, so I can just figure out how to do this. Like you know, whether I'm trying to invest, whether I'm trying to do this and that. <sighs> okay, I need to Very catch up real quick. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so like you know, my next question to you is like you know, if you can take back any mistake in your life, um, you know, what would it be and why? Well, that's very deep. Yeah. Uh, I, you know how I mentioned when I was 13, I actually thought like, oh, like I had a moment of like, okay, maybe this was just a dream. I would take that back and I would just be more fearless about it and just trust the journey. I feel like I'm some, sometimes very like, um, like I can get very pessimistic if I don't see results, but like you're 13 and like, you don't, you don't even know where to get started. So I would just have a little bit more trust in myself. I mean, to be, I mean, to be fair, you, you are, you were 13. So I was like, you know, you gotta, you gotta give yourself that at the end of the day. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I mean, although some, although some kids like, you know, mature faster than like, you know, usual, I mean, you were 13. I mean, you know, even I didn't, even I didn't like trust, completely trust myself, like, you know, when I was 13 mm-hmm. and yeah, there's just a lot, there's just a lot of things that I, that I wish that I took back that I wish that I didn't do because like, you know, it's like, I feel like if I would have did, I, I feel like if I would have did certain things, in the long, like when I was 13 in the long run it would have benefited me mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I was 13 you know you learn you learn I agree like sometimes I think like you know oh like the first that I went to I was 16 what would have happened if I was 13 instead of 16 and it's just like like you can go all the way back you know oh what I what if I was doing this when I was eight or nine like and it's just like a endless circle mm. yeah exactly Exactly. Like, for instance, like, you know, I feel like if I would have, like, you know, found, I've actually not pretty sure podcasting became more like, you know, more of a thing, uh, 
late later like like in 2020 i'm not really sure what year like you know it actually became more prominent but it's like mm-hmm. you know if i would have did this back then i felt like i would have like went really far i would have been like you know somewhere that's least. true but honestly like that's the thing with youtube too what they say is like the best time to start a youtube channel was 10 years ago and the second best time is right now so really? at least like you're doing it right like that's like a code that one of the youtubers were saying because they're saying like it's better to have one than to not have one because it would have been better if you started 10 years ago hmm. yeah that's true i mean because you would have built the foundation like you know 10 years ago and it's like you would have um and even if you left the foundation like you know you still would have made you still would like you know made something off of it and like you know if you were smart with them and if you were smart with the money you would have been invested it in like something and grew it more than like you know maybe maybe like you know a couple years from now or um, maybe like you know 10 years from now you would have still been a youtuber or like you know you would have retired for good and you know still had like you know these yeah but like i feel like the main message of the of that quote is like the same thing with the trees like the best time to plant a tree was um 10 years ago and the second best time is right now so like Mm -hmm. better to do it than to say i'm not gonna do it because i should have started 10 years ago yeah, that's true. Like, you know, it's better to, it is better to do it, like, you know, either 10 years ago or like, you know, just now, now actually, really. Exactly. Yeah, because it's like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you could do something, but it's like, you know, it's hard to like really be out there because like, you know, it's hard to be like, you know, out there, like, you know, or just like, you know, do something that no one has ever seen before because like, you know, pretty much everyone has done everything. But I feel like that's the state of word. And um, I was thinking of that actually like a couple of days ago. I was like, yeah, I feel like every single movie idea has been done, but that's not true. Like we just have to, I feel like as a generation, we are lucky because we have more means than previous generations. So like we have better cameras, we have better um, DIT technology, but like at the same time, a lot of like stories has been filmed and something that would have been super original like 10 years ago and now it's just another like mainstream idea so i feel like we have some positives and negatives about our generation but at the end of the day like nothing has been um fully done i feel like there are some yeah yeah like you know we do have some positives and negatives to this generation i'm not gonna lie like i know Every there's are positives in this like you know gener- in this day and age like you know the amount of like technology we we all have mm-hmm. the amount of technology we all have and it's like you know the the access to the internet we like you know the like the access to like you know money on the internet we can all make but it's like at the same time it's like I sometimes think to myself would it have been better if we didn't get this mi- this much like you know technology or like get this much like you know this and that because it's like I don't know it's like before no one really cared about like you know their image or anything like you know pretty much like you know how they looked on the internet like you know the you like you know when we had limited internet like you know we you could just pretty much post anything like you know no one would really judge you but it's like huh it's true yeah yeah but it's like now like you know this day and age it's like you need to have like you need to like use fil you need to use filters you know you need to do this and that because it's like you know your life your life is to like you know to a huge extent to some people or to most people the internet is your livelihood it's your life like you know you can't no one can live without it and it's and it's like you know i've i've re- i've realized that about myself too it's like i really i can't live without the internet i've tried i've tried i could probably only like go away from like you know social media for like one or two months and then i'm back mm-hmm. pretty much and it's like you know i, I can't live without the internet you know, because it's like, you know, you need the internet for so many things now. It's like, you know, you can look up anything in the world. It's like no one wants to read up. 
No one would, like, you know, for instance, like, you know, if you were in school, no one would want to read a book. They'd rather just Google, like, the answer. You know what I'm saying? That's true. I also feel bad about that, especially, like, very new generation. Like, people are going to kindergarten right now, for example. Like, the iPad babies. Like, I hate that. Yeah, I I hate that, too. I do. Because it's like, look, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like, bro, if you're just putting your kid on a on an iPad or a phone, you're just lazy. Why, why would you even, be, why did you become, ah, why did you become a parent? I agree. I, I mean, like, look, I, I don't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. Like, you know, when I become a, when I become a father, it's like, look, you're going to, you're going to play with toys or I don't know. I'll even give you a, I'll even give you a gaming console. That's the only form of technology you'll have. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. It's like, I'm not going to give you a phone. I'm not going to give you an iPad. I mean, I'll be honest. If you get to that age, I'll probably give you a, a flip phone. <laughs> flip phone. Yeah, a flip phone, but that's about it. Like, you know, because the only people you would really need to call is me, their mom, their aunt, and just 911. That's true. I completely agree because I feel like it also kills creativity. Like, yeah. genuinely, like these iPad babies, like, they just grow up, like, watching YouTube all the time. Like, they don't have, to, like, they don't even draw. They don't even, you know, I grew up and I was like one of my favorites toys like at school or whatever was like drawing yeah yeah exactly i'm not gonna lie you know what one of my favorite toys was of all time what was it uh i used to play with um wrestling action figures and beyblades nice yeah do you know what beyblades are no oh okay like i like i love the action figures though okay 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 well okay beyblades were pretty much um Okay, they were spin. Okay, I'm just gonna say how it is. Like you know, it sounds insulting, but they they were spinning tops. Like you know, where like you know, mm-hmm. they clap. It's it's even a show too. Like you know, it's like you can look it up. Oh, actually, I think I know this. Like you, you think you know the show? You said no, no. I think I know what you're talking about, Beyblades. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like you know, like it sounds a little familiar now, right? Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Cool. Oh yeah, I know this. Yeah, like you take it and then you it kind of like, like spins. Say, yeah, it spins. You say three, two, one, let it rip. Yeah. You know? like (laughs) that's fun yeah because those kind of games like even if it's a game like it creates like community like you learn how to play with your friends yeah and like you learn social etiquette right like you get into fight with your friend and then you have to like solve it yeah it's like you know i used to play with my friends like you know all the time outside like you know we used to bring that plastic stage Mm -hmm. outside or like we used to do it on the basketball court and we just used to over exaggerate we used to over exaggerate like you know the because we used to just imagine we were in the show doing that (laughs) (laughs) oh it was fun it was funny and that's exactly what i want to do it i'll give them i'll give my kids toys i'll give them video games but they're not getting a phone though Mm -hmm. or an ipad I agree. I feel like it's not impossible to raise, like, proper kids uh, because of the technology. I just feel like people go for the easier version. So there's always, like, you can always say, I'm not going to buy an iPad. But, of course, the kid is going to see, like, all the other kids have iPads. So I just feel like it depends on the parent of how much effort they're willing to put in to raise their kids properly. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. You know, when I was younger... Uh, my mom wanted my mom wanted me to get my wanted to get me my first phone, and I told her this. I said, "I don't want a phone. I want a, I want more toys." Damn. She got me. She got me a phone, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because it's like I was like, all right, all right, you know, cool. All yeah, right. I had a flip phone because I was riding like the bus and stuff. Yeah, and it's like 
I'm not gonna lie. The only time I would play with a like regular phone was if I was playing like you know a game like Subway Surf or like you know mm-hmm. um, yeah that that like you know and like you know that's that's pretty much all you need a phone all you need a phone all kids need a phone for is like you know to play games mm-hmm. like I'll even give them my phone to play the games but it's like you know they're not, I'm not giving them their own phone at like five six or seven years old mm-hmm. no but um yeah like you know but my last question to you is um. <clears throat> What or who inspired you to move forward with your current profession and why? Definitely Tim Burton. He's one of my favorite directors and he's the one that actually directed the film I was talking about that inspired me to become a film director. He has a very different style than me, but I love the fact that he has a style and I actually read a little bit about him of his childhood and whatnot and he was like kind of an outcast. He was very like he was bullied. He was very good at drawing so he was kind of one of those kids that are like introverted and kind of like just draws in the back by himself but um he got into disney and he got kicked out of disney too i feel like um he he was kind of an outcast at all times but he kept doing what he does and because he has a different style of course i can imagine he got a lot of people telling him like this won't work or something like that but he just kept doing it his way and now he's like a he's an icon. Like everybody knows him. Everybody knows his style. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like you know, you. I mean, yeah. Like you know. So like you know, was he bullied because he was just different from everyone else? Yeah, like you know, I feel like those type of artsy kids always get bullied because he's his drawing style. I mean, if you've seen, is very different too. It's very dark. Um, he has a very dark style. His characters are very different looking. Uh, he loves like having like big eyes on his characters, but it became a style, and now it's like iconic. I mean, I mean, yeah, like you know, the kid. I mean, yeah, the people who bullied him clearly don't have clearly didn't have personality, and like you know, they were just like you know trying to you know fit into like fit into the norm. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, like meanwhile, like you know, he was he was a uh, he was a different breed. He was a different breed of person. Like you know, he actually aspired to like you know be something. Mm-hmm. And like you know, I I like I like people like that. Cause I like, like that I, I too. What happened? I like that too. Yeah, because it's like I don't know. It's like you know, you would, I don't know. It's like you aspire to like you know be something. You aspire to be something great and like you know just different. Like you know, you aspire to like this and that. Like you know, you have more creativity and personality than like you know most people in the world, and like that I admire. Mm-hmm. I really do. But like you know, with that being said, um, also yeah, one more thing. I'm I'm glad that like you know he inspired you to like you know um you know pursue like you know film film directing. For real, like, you know, I'm actually, I'm actually, like, you know, glad he inspired you to do mm-hmm. that. Thank you. Anytime, anytime. And with that being said, that was it for today's podcast. Like, you know, Ace, I appreciate you for coming on and taking the time out of your day to, like, you know, talk to me. Um, Yeah, this was a great conversation. It was. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much for having me. Anytime, anytime. Like, you know, um, so, like, you know, I'll catch you later. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. <laughs> I'll also let you know when uh, this comes out, all right? For sure. Thank you. Right. Anytime. Bye. Bye.